Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's... Two old queens, it's two old queens, they're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens, it's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello! Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Oh, Mark, I'm so excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who's joining us. He's a writer, speaker, consultant on the documentary Disclosure, and from a little show called Survivor, it's Zeke Smith. Yay! Hi. <laughs> hey! Hello, hello, hello. I So I have known John for several years because I took several his years. Um, storytelling class yeah, mm-hmm. in New York where I met one of my dearest friends, Jason Sweeten, and we formed a gay improv team, and the rest is history. But I always remember him telling the story about, um, like, meeting the gayest person ever, and he would sign all of his emails, wee! <laughs> so now I send all my emails to John with, wee! <laughs> but I don't know if he still picked up on that. I was Honestly, so many men assign their emails by writing wee to me. It's, <laughs> sure. it's always tough to know what the reference is. But yes, that's my friend Matt, who I like to describe as a professional homosexual. Ah, yes. Um, because he he's gay. Well, yeah, he's gay like it's his job, and he's not. he doesn't want to get fired from it. So yeah. <laughs> That'd be humiliating. How embarrassing <laughs> to be fired. Uh, how the was gaze. John as a teacher? Tough. Oh, be honest. I'll take my headphones off. You can. Yeah. This is a safe space. <laughs> well, I feel like John was an excellent teacher. Um, I also think there were like everybody in the class was really good. Um, there was like even like one woman who was like an active cast member on the Daily Show in the class, but it was like really wanted to be on their best behavior. But then there's always like one rando who would just tell like terrible stories and everyone like after class would like get in a huddle and whisper like, oh God, this person's um, <laughs> You know, I was, I was a... never a part of that huddle, just for the record. I don't, if you take <laughs> my class, I will not be huddling about you afterwards. <laughs> I always figure like, if there's not one weird like rando in your class, it's you. Yes, it's, it's like the asshole yeah. theory. If yeah. you look mm-hmm. around in the group and none of them are the asshole, then it's you. I just uh. automatically know it's me. <laughs> nonsense are you a big graphic novel fan 
I'm a That's moderate great. graphic novel fan. I'm a big military history Okay, now okay, we're getting gotcha. some clarity. Get it. <laughs> what about my... military history is like appeals to you? <laughs> well, the shirtless boys in leather briefs and harnesses. So uh, that was historically accurate, all of that? Uh, no, actually the Spartans wore body armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a question I had while watching. Yeah, well actually some of it, it was like, if you could afford it, then you wore it. So it would definitely be like Leonidas and the captain and all of the older guys would have definitely hacked um and you know but i think i all i did all i just i just saw two hours of torsos i don't know about yeah <laughs> that's pretty much what they're giving you <laughs> yeah but no i actually realized so i i studied classical history in in college and i'm a nerd so i watched many documentaries about the the battle of the pass of thermopylae um and i hadn't realized that i hadn't actually watched 300 until i started watching it this afternoon and I was like, oh, this is a different movie than I thought it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> you thought this was more of a documentary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say something a little more grounded, like Gladiator. Yes, right. exactly, exactly. Game of Thrones, have, something like that. Books, yeah. I do have all these like asterisks of like, okay, this is inaccurate. Oh, actually, this is how it, you know, the framing of the battle went. And actually this. So we're gonna, I'm going to nerd out on those parts of it. Please. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, if anybody's watching this movie for historical accuracy, uh, there are other movies that are a lot more yeah. historically accurate. Like, that's not the appeal of this movie. You know, we might as well get into it at this point. Exactly. We've already said it. We're talking about the movie 300, not just mm -hmm. a bowling score. John, okay. you know ahead. the original title of the movie 300? What is it? Tom of Finland presents classical Greek history. <laughs> I mean, I'm sold. Uh, John, what's the deal with 300? Mark, let me tell you the deal with 300. It was directed by Zack Snyder, who co-wrote the screenplay with Kurt Johnstad and Michael B. Gordon. It was based on the comic series by the same of the same name by Frank Miller and Lynn Varley. It was filmed mostly with superimposition chroma key technique to replicate the imagery of the comic book. My and favorite the technique. Uh, <laughs> that's all anyone was doing in the 90s. Uh, the plot revolves around King Leonidas, who leads 300 Spartans into battle against the Persian god King Xerxes and his invading army of more than 300,000 soldiers. It stars Gerard Butler, Lena Headley, Dominic West, David Wenham, Michael Fassbender, Andrew Plevin, Andrew Tiernan, and Rodrigo Santoro. It was released on March 9th, 2007, and grossed over $456 million off a budget of somewhere between 60 and 65 million, making it the 24th largest uh, box office history at the time. Critics praise it for its visual style, but criti criticize it for its historical inaccuracy, ableism, and its depiction of the Persians, which some people characterize as bigoted and iranophobic. Roger Ebert gave the film two out of four stars, uh, writing 300 has one-dimensional characters who talk like professional wrestlers, plugging their next feud and a sequel titled 300 Rise of an Empire was released on March 7th, 2014. And that is the deal with 300. So Zeke, we asked you to pick a movie. Why 300? Just the mil you thought just getting a military, you'd never seen it before. Well, I, I yes, I, I thought I'd seen it before, but I hadn't actually. Um, yeah, it was, was one of those movies. You had read. Yeah, right. Also understanding the theme of the podcast, I was like, oh, what's one of those movies that are super gay? that people are not acutely aware of how gay it is. Um, yeah. And even though I hadn't seen it, I knew it was on the top of that list. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So what did you think after watching it? Like what's your overall, like, did you think, find it pretty gay? Oh, I find it, I found it exceptionally gay. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that like, this is one of those classic works of literature like Shakespeare, that you could set it in the time that it occurred. If you could set it in 480 BC between the Persians and the Spartans, or you could set it in a contemporary setting like the Abbey, where it could be like the, the Go-Go Boys versus the Drag Queens. <laughs> Like Who's the West Side Story meets the kind of, yeah. yeah. I feel like the drag queens would be the Spartans because they'd be a lot pickier and like choosing who is like they'd be throwing like the scrawny drag queens like as babies like down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what house were you raised in, Mark? Jeez. <laughs> so did you like? Did you come away like a fan of the movie? Did you like come away thinking like, oh, that was a time? Yeah, well, I think that, that, was, that was a fun right? It is what it is. It is this like yeah, big, sure. you know, a period epic where with boys in leather briefs and I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen any other like Zack Snyder? Are you, would you say you're a fan of Zack Snyder? I'm not a big superhero movie guy. Well, that would be a, that would be go. a real, uh, that's real dang. Zack Snyder <laughs> fan without liking the superhero movies. Yeah, I did. I looked up his, uh, his, his, his little CV and I was like, oh mm. yeah, I, I'm not, I couldn't, I think I've seen one of the Superman movies. That's one enough. Okay, yeah. yeah. I saw the second Wonder Woman, which apparently was not the right Wonder Woman. No, no, big mistake. <laughs> but if you could only see one Wonder Woman, don't make it 1984. <laughs> John, what did you think of 300? Uh, I also had never seen it, although it is one of those movies that you feel like you've seen because the visuals are pretty iconic. Like I've definitely seen like shots and stills yes. and pictures of them. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fun. It definitely is like that just, it, it doesn't really make any sense. And it's sort of confusing in that it's like, like, you know, oh, this is this is like Zach, Zach Snyder is someone who I always get confused in my head with Brian Singer. So if you think Brian Singer directed it, then it kind of makes sense that it's like all these like scantily clad boys going to, to war. But that's Brian not Singer's Zach more twinks. Zach Snyder yeah. is more daddies. Right. Zach Snyder is also heterosexual, correct? Uh, Apparently. But yeah. So, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's sort of stupid. Yeah. It's sort of like it, this is kind of a movie where I feel like when straight guys want to be gay, they watch 300, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. I think it's very much the, you know, straight with an eight, mask for mask. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Where they're like, we will have no feelings and we will die on our yeah. <laughs> Now lick my butthole. <laughs> you will die on my shield. And their enemy, right, is Xerxes, who is just like, all queens and chains. Yeah, yeah. There's an girl. Yeah. <laughs> what they're most threatened by. Kneel before me. It's like, I will not kneel. I'm a total Okay. The lady doth protest. This whole movie is the lady doth protest too much. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> How about you, Mark? What is your, uh, what are you bringing to 300? Well, uh, Zack Snyder and I went to the same film school. Thank what? you very much. Oh, my and goodness. Were you his I RA in the dorms? <laughs> no, we didn't have dorms. It was a dumb film. Our, our mascot was an orange dot. It was like an art school. Um, so Perfect. he once, our last year of, uh, we were invited to like his screening of Watchmen, his Watchmen movie. And I just remember at the end, I walked up to him and said, you know, those first 10 minutes of Dawn and the Dead are so good. And that was about all I said. You bitch. <laughs> But it you, was true. Uh, <laughs> Those first 10 minutes of Dawn of the Dead are the best thing he's ever done. And, and what I, integrity for you to not lie after a screening of his movie. Well, it wasn't uh, very good. Um, well, oh, but thank God. But again, thank God for your integrity and not being selling him something nice. When he I also had the comic. <laughs> I had the book. It was produced. It's like a standalone single volume that's like this big, huge panoramic sized 11 by 17 book. 
and the movies is basically shot for shot this book um so i i think the movie is at once i've said before it's like the most homophobic and homoerotic movie at the same time yeah that's why it's so hot <laughs> yeah well is it very different like uh, are there differences between the two i know like the whole there's like, more subplots in the movie yeah the whole they basically, uh, Lena it's pretty Headley. much shot for shot the book though the the movie is like they use that as they're basically taking like the actual panels from the, this comic. Is the storyboard right those are the storyboards so I think it's like visually like fun. It gets a little one note after a while for me personally. Um, and there's also like no character development at all whatsoever, but you're also not watching it for that. It's just like, it might as well be a fantasy. It might as well be like Harry Potter or like Star Wars for all the you know, historical inaccuracies for it. It's just, it is what it is. It's stupid. Is it thrilling? I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you're never bored. I would say that. Um, yeah, I also think it would have been more fun to see in theaters at the time it came out because now so many of the, like, you know, the, this is Sparta yes, right. have just become such well-known memes. You're just sort of like, right, yeah, that that happened. Like, okay. Yeah, that was Sparta. With, with, uh -huh. with your quarter <laughs> on it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> right. Well, Zeke, as you may or may not know, sounds like you do, we are looking for the gayest movie ever. So we have a very complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge the movie. So we're gonna go through a ton of categories. And at one point you are going to create a category and it will be added, added to, to the, the wheel. wheel. What does that mean? Doesn't mean anything right now. It'll make sense when we get to it. <laughs> um, so this is our current top five gayest movies ever. This is where the standings currently are. So number five with an 85 0.19% The Lost Boys. Number four with an 86.92% Death Becomes Her. Number three with an 89.81% The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Number two with a 92.99% The Bride of Frankenstein. And number one with a 94.83% Female Trouble. Top Gun didn't even crack the top five. That's <laughs> top Gun did not it crack did not, the top no. five. It did not, no. Right. Top Gun, I could tell you exact. Top Gun has is twenty three with a sixty nine point forty two percent. Huh? Sixty nine? You saying? There, there you go. go. <laughs> and point four two four twenty maybe. There John, you go. Let's talk your language. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> the original Doobie Brother over here. <laughs> um, do you have a? If you had to make a prediction, Zeke, about where you think three hundred is going to end up, what do you? What would you? I think if we're going to get a solid C. I think we're going to be in like, the seventies. Yeah, mid seventies. Okay. Um, I think that's a safe bet. All right, so our first category, these are the canon categories. So for these, we're each gonna give it a score between zero and 100, and we take the average of all three of our scores. So the first category, how would you rate 300 on a scale of zero to 100? Oh God, this is gonna kill me. How would you rate 300 <laughs> on a scale of zero to 100 in the category, actual gay characters? Okay. Well, are there? Well, there's Xerxes is definitely implied to be. Yeah, he definitely presents gay. Um, there are also all of those like ladies rolling up on each other in Xerxes' uh, tent. That's yes. true. Um, and they're revealed to be like hideously deformed because ew, gross. Um, well, there are a couple of there are a couple of like I guess maybe these are maybe jokes and not like actual references, but the the Athenians. So like the the people who wear the white robes, the men who have their mm -hmm. chest covered, are referred to as boy lovers. And then there's that joke with the Spartans, um, you know, don't turn your back to the thespians. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which were the warriors, thespians, right. <laughs> high school theater performers. 
Right. <laughs> it's true. Never turn your back on an actor. So I have to be if there's like there's like definitely a consciousness of homoeroticism, if not an explicitly gay character. I mean, it's your score, so you can go how you can do it however you want. Okay. There's also yeah. like a kind of like a fr- fuck between like Michael Fassbender and his like buddy. They're like flirting, like flirting while you're disposing of corpses. Like that's really horny. Yeah. Fassbender seemed like he could have been gay in this. I mean, that's every Michael Fassbender movie. That's true. I will say this. I don't think Michael Fassbender should have long hair. Wow. I, would- I think I didn't like, I didn't like him. I was like, that doesn't look good on you. Like his, it's almost like his cheekbones are too chiseled. Long hair doesn't work, I don't think, on him. There's the man with long hair right now. Interesting. It's mid, it's, I would say it's mid-length. Okay. I don't have those okay. fast-bender cheekbones, though. <laughs> yeah, so what do we? What would you give this, Zeke, on uh, actual gay characters from 0 to 100? Oh, goodness. Well, I feel like I'm going to fuck it up whenever I give it. <laughs> no, you're not. We're it's also going to give it Nothing matters, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, this, there's nothing that, literally nothing at stake. I'm going to give it a 50. 50? Yeah. 50? Yeah, I think like there is definitely like this weird gay energy and it sort of feels like they definitely had like some kind of orgies after some of those battles. Right. Uh, but no one comes out and is like, guys, before I follow my my shield, I got to let you know something. But yeah, I'll give it a 25. 25. Well, if anything, whenever they do explicitly mention homosexual, it's always in like an ew, gross kind of way. And there's well, even, I found this quote from Zack Snyder talking of Xerxes, and he says, what's more scary to a 20-year-old boy than a giant god king who wants to have his way with you? So not the most progressive look on... Uh... <laughs> which, is, which is interesting, right? Because there's such a history, like a very open and explicit history in the ancient Greek world of men fucking boys. Like it was right. acceptable that like once a boy, like, you know, got a little bush, he was. Yeah. <laughs> there was grass on the field, right? Right, exactly. From like grass on the field to like eighteen, nineteen, um, it was just as acceptable to fall in love and have sex and like yeah. take as a beloved a young man. And in the in the Spartan world, the way the Spartan military was divided up was that they were in the, these tent groups, um, these little like companies Excuse that you me. had to be invited into. And one like the prevailing way to get invited into a tent group was to become the beloved of an older warrior. Just like the eagle. Or <laughs> Hollywood itself. You find a daddy who will bring you into you. Come fold. to my booth, okay. <laughs> Melissa, is that what Come to My Window is about by Melissa Etheridge? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give, the, I'll give this a 30 in actual gay characters. Giving it a 35, which is uh, 30 points higher than Just Friends. Pretty good. Okay, there you go. All right, our next category, drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch 300 and come away with a whole book of ideas? Um, I'm, I'm gonna say that's pretty high. I'm gonna give it, a, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a whole book of ideas. <laughs> is a book of ideas the, the, the spectrum? No, no, it's just drag queen inspiration. It doesn't have to oh, be a whole book. I gotta give it a hundred. A hundred. Did you have any like favorite looks that would like inspire you, you know? Um, yeah, I, I feel like Leonidas where, you know, would probably win the maxi challenge on Drag Race. <laughs> I mean, with that row, what a reveal definitely, you, I need, do, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, is it enough to like win the finale? I don't know, but I'm saying she could probably get a $5,000 cash tip. Right. <laughs> She's not lip syncing with that look, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. But just imagine if you had to lip sync against her, like, cause she could probably be fine, 
But like, if you're the person trying to dance next to her and there's just like whips and chains and <laughs> metal jokers flying everywhere and you just like end up a broken mass on the floor. And then she probably just like kick you in the chest right off the stage. Exactly. <laughs> there's also like Leon uh, Xerxes. Like I thought all the Persian looks were really fun. Like Xerxes would love icing by Claire's, I feel like. Oh, Never yeah. met an accessory, mm -hmm. didn't yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's that. I think for the Spartans, though, it is kind of just the one look, so it's not like a whole different kind of... But it is an iconic look. It is iconic, yes, but it is mostly just a Speedo and cape. Well, and I mean, like sometimes a little what bit more of do you need? That's true, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can't overdress. I mean, it's more just like the abs of the inspiration more than like drag, I would say. But Xerxes is pretty great. I'll go 60. 60. Um, I'm going to go... I'll go 70. I think it's pretty up there. Giving it a 76.67, which is 20 points higher than last holiday. Wow. Eat shit, Queen Latifah. Use oh, that no. for the equalizer. <laughs> All right. Here's our next category. Gay icons. How would you rate uh, 300 on gay icons? Well, are there the Greeks themselves gay icons? <laughs> Didn't they like That's like true. Icons. Yeah, there's that. There's all uh, of Greek culture. All of the entirety of Greek culture. <laughs> Is Michael Fassbender? He's like adjacent, maybe. I don't know. He's very low, I would say. Like he's low, but like you definitely would invite Fassbender to a brunch. <laughs> sure. Ger yeah, I think like Gerard Butler, sort of. No. Lena Headley? Uh, uh, Cersei. Just a little something. Yeah. I mean, they're not they're not top shelf icons. That is definitely for sure. I mean, this is Zack Snyder, you know. Right, right. It's, I think it's safe to say he's very straight, but obsessed <laughs> with men's bodies. Well, one yeah. would have to be. Right? <laughs> the movie is just about men's bodies. Yes. <laughs> right? And I think it's Batman v Superman. The movie stops so we can watch Batman do like a CrossFit workout. He's literally like That's doing right. like the actual CrossFit training. Yeah, so what would we give uh, 300 for gay icons? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a 33.33 percent. I could do that. <laughs> a third, okay. Let's see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go 35. 35. Uh, I think this is pretty. I'm gonna give it a 20. That's all for the all Greeks. of Greeks. Okay. All the Greeks, you get a 20. Giving it a 29.44, which is three points higher than Die Hard. Pretty good. All right. <laughs> all right. I think you're gonna make up a lot of points here. <laughs> How would you score 300 on the male gaze? That means how horny is the camera for the male form? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I mean, yes. you got to go 100 on this movie. It's insane. Um, it is very interesting in the female form as well, but it's all about the men. Just these ab these crazy, like even old men have like are ripped. They've got abs. They've got arms. They've got chiseled jaws. They've got thighs. <laughs> he knows how to pick them. Even the like the hunchback guy is ripped. He's ripped. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Where is he working out? Lock He's taking lock. that goat path. That yeah. goat path that really works I your see. core. Is that where it came from? <laughs> I do wish there was more, uh, a little bit more body hair would be, a little more variety. Yes. There, there's a little cookie cutter element to all of it. I bet that like the, the CGI had uh, body hair app hadn't evolved as well. Uh, until it's perfected by cats. You know? Yeah, cats. I think if yeah, if this was post cats, we'd get a whole lot of. I mean, where's the butthole cut of three hundred? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'm also giving it, giving it 100, which is second only to The Lost Boys, which has a 96.67, so very close. There we go. Wow. All right, I think you're getting a lot of points here, too. Entrances with pizzazz. I mean, well, constant. Xerxes coming in on those platforms carried by slaves. <laughs> There's that. Yes, anytime you're carried while sitting, I think yeah. is a <laughs> pizzazz <laughs> entrance. <laughs> Also, the Persians showing up with like just three whipping three skulls out on your front porch. Yeah, yeah, pretty pizzazzy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a statement. Uh, I thought it was like Leonati's, like after he had killed that wolf when he came back, like from you know in the beginning. That was pretty. Oh right, um... committed to a cake. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, there's the emissary on his throne. Uh, those immortals show the Michael Fassbender and like the climactic phalanx emergence yes yeah which sounds like a tom clancy novel um, <laughs> the phalanx emergence with that on amazon prime i would also say uh when the arrows descend upon leonides at yes the end, like super drama there it is weird like because all the blood is like cg so it's like gory but it's also like feels like plasticky at the same time it's very video gamey yeah 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 like a lot of violence but not a lot of like blood and guts uh, right. on the gore end. So it seems very sterile. Which is um, kind of, uh, it's that some ways that's almost like more upsetting to me than just like showing actual gore. Cause you're almost like making it more palatable than you're making it too nice. Like, no, this should be upsetting. <laughs> Intellectually it's more upsetting, but as far as like actual watching it and needing to turn away, if you're not you're like, yeah, I killed. <laughs> <laughs> it's only later in, in your secret time that you feel bad. So, oh yeah. So, what do you want to give it for entrances with pizzazz? Um, just I'm so gaming the system here because I want my prediction to be correct. So I'm going to give it 100. As long as it's correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty pizzazzy. I'll go 85. 85. I mean, I'm going to go 90. Like, I may not enjoy all of his movies very much, but I, uh, Zack Snyder has a distinct style, and he knows how to do his entrances. <laughs> you can't fault him. You love an entrance. I love an entrance. Well, my had a directing teacher. He probably had the same one. She would always yeah. say entrances, <laughs> exits, and eye lines. So she was beating that into us. All right. Our next category, strident women. Like strong women? Yeah. Yes. I mean, like literally strident usually means like irritating and annoying, but we tend to mean it as like uh, confident <laughs> women who's not going to take any guff, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Um, I think Lena Headley. Right? I think Lena Headley, but it, the tough part of this movie is like it kind of begins and ends with Lena Headley. Strident <laughs> women. As far as women go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, well, there's all the, the women in the brothel, but they're all kind of like, they don't seem strident at all. They seem very welcoming. Right. They also don't speak. We're not we're not passing no. the Beckwell no. test anytime soon. No. Never. Um. <laughs> and she's also, the queen is also, um, makes time to be racist. Um, right. When saying only Spartans make strong men, unlike the Persians, that was like kind of mm -hmm. Lena, Queen Gorgo. Do we need do this? better? <laughs> well, I would also say that it it is more Spartanist than it is necessarily racist, because I would think mm. that she is like you know compared to the Athenians or compared to the the Thebans or compared to the compared to the Phoenicians, which are all other Greek city states, that the Spartans still make the best men. I'll take your we word. You know how ancient Greece works. <laughs> the only thing I know about the Phoenicians are their wonderful blinds. The Phoenicians, okay. they also um, where they were, they had these snails that produced purple dye, um, so oh. they were great traders because everybody wanted the purple oh. dye. Purple so rare, it was color of royalty. Oh. Um, no, so imagine like the the ancient Greece is sort of the United States. 
and it's comprised of all of these different city states, right? Yeah. For us, just sure. um, and the Spartans were they were sort of like Texas, where everything's very mm. macho and men are raised to like be in the army mm. for very yes. and like if you had to pick a state to go to war with amongst the United States, Texas would it would be a bad idea because you're like they're they're very strong. Yes. Um, Rhode Island, on the other yeah, hand. Exactly. Well, right where you think <laughs> Connecticut, of, sure. Athens is more like Massachusetts. It's got all the great colleges and schools and the great thinkers and you know great liberal thoughts come out of there. And Boston. <laughs> yes. And, and Dunkin' Donuts, yes. <laughs> it's my Sunday morning treat. Um, so what would you score 300 on Strident Women? I got, uh, I got to go with, I, I'm going to give it a 20. A 20. Those scenes with Lena Headley and Dominic West are pretty dreadful, though. Like They're pretty dumb. Like, yeah, why are these in here? Well, <laughs> I guess to give her more to do? I guess. And what's also crazy is that the historical context that it puts the Battle of Thermopylae in is the idea that, like, these Spart like, 300 Spartans knew that the Persians were coming. So they, like, went down there to, to kill them off, even though the, whatever, the oracles said to yeah. not do that, which is not accurate like this is the, the <laughs> second persian war think of it as like the second world war and the nazis are marching in and everyone's like oh fuck we saw what happened you know 30 years ago because there was a first persian war where <laughs> darius xerxes father tried to march his armies into greece to take over the territory um but they beat him back famously at the battle of marathon um where some Famous little playboy ran, you know, 26 point whatever miles to go say that they'd won and it killed them. Anyway, so these are all <laughs> young men who are like the sons of veterans of this first Persian war who are like, and there are there are definitely more people who are battling the, the Persians at this time. Like all of Greece was involved and the real historical significance of the Spartans defending the pass after Mopoli is that the main Greek army was getting its ass kicked and if the Spartans didn't defend the past, there would have been no way for all of they were, the Greeks were getting surrounded. So there would have been no way for all the Greeks to run back to Athens and defend Athenian democracy and regroup. They would have just been slaughtered and the Persians would have run roughshod. So like the sacrifice of the Spartans is in history considered the great defense of representative democracy, which allowed it to later flourish in the West. Is there a good oh. movie about this? <laughs> <laughs> you would think, right? Because there's such like direct, very like raw, raw, patriotic American significance to right. the battle right. in history. Um, I can recommend uh, a, a, a nice PBS documentary. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could talk about anything like so well, like you just, but like, I was like, oh, I could talk about like the Star Wars prequels and John could probably talk about Madonna albums. And there we go. <laughs> so thank that's God. It, that's all here. we can talk about. That's all we can, that's the, the two genders. Um, so you're giving it a 20 for Strident Women. Yes, sorry to go off. No, that's fascinating stuff. I mean, we're not getting it from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's all kind of Lena Headley. I'll go, but she's like the only one in the movies. I'll go 35. 35, big swing for Lena Headley. Uh, I'm going to give it a 19. Giving it a 24.67, which is six points higher than Air Bud. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, I used to love Air Bud. You know what? I was pleasant. I had never seen it before. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Went down easy. 
went down real easy. And All right. Not a golden retriever playing sports. Where really, where could you go wrong? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you say that. Speaking of uh, unnatural animal behavior, how macabre is 300? Ooh. I mean, it's pretty constant death and like, I've never, so many corpses. So many corpses. Oh, and also in that opening when they're like, when your son is seven, we take him to a violence camp, basically. Right. You like, gotta go to violence to camp. Uh, you notice that uh, at two minutes and 11 seconds in, we have a boy being stripped from his mother and at the feet of an older man and stroking his shield. Yeah. Yeah. And Subtle. I think that young boy is uh, uh, Zack Snyder's son. Yes, I saw that in the Amazon little <laughs> fun, fun facts, the trivia. <laughs> <laughs> this traumatized child is Zack Snyder's son. Um, yeah, it's just constant, constant corpses. Right, but... How, but in the framework of the film, violence is glorified and dying at the hands of a good enemy is also glorified. So are we evaluating it on our spectrum of like death being macabre or on the Spartan spectrum? Well, I mean, if we're looking at this movie from the Spartan point of view, <laughs> we got to change a lot of things. I feel. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. We can't, we can't change our metrics now. There's also that tree that like they like attached all the corpses to. Yeah, the tree of people. The tree of people. Mm -hmm. They described that one guy as getting blood drunk after he saw his son get beheaded. I thought that was pretty, a pretty macabre phrase. It's also a gross rape scene, which we probably could have done without. Yeah, which is so unnecessary. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. Right. There's also the F4, E4s with the leprosy. Like they oh, seem right. to be that was like. Weird. And also the chucking babies into pits that don't that aren't up to stuff. <laughs> so I think it's fairly I would say it's fairly macabre, but that's just me. Everyone has their own scale. No, I think I think I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a 90 on macabre. 90. I'm gonna go 86. 86. Uh I'll go 90. That sounds right to me. Giving it an 88.67, which is 40 points higher than eating out. Okay. The straight-to-video uh, gay rom-com. That's neither rom nor com. Uh, could you please say direct-to-video, not straight-to-video? Thank you. Oh, sorry. Gay-to-video. <laughs> Swish-to-video. Oh. <laughs> All right. Our next category. I think this one will do well for 300 as well. Dramatic lighting. Ooh. Well, it's all... Well, the whole thing is shot through an Instagram filter. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Very sepia tone, but there's a lot of, like, lightning bolts in the beginning. Right, and a lot of like a lot of silhouettes, clouds or cracks. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say it's pretty dramatic, and it does get a little stale for me personally. It's one thing to like look through like a comic you can read in like thirty minutes, right? As opposed to like two, for two hour. hours, right? Um, yeah, I would I would go with seventy for dramatic part. Seventy, yeah, I think because the whole thing has like a very like distinctive look, which I think is like partially due to the lighting. I'm gonna go eighty. 80. And you know, I'll split the difference and go 75. Give oh. me an average of 75. Okay. All right. Our next category, vibrato. So for this category, in addition to literal vibrato, we also mean anytime they take a moment and do it a little extra, give it a little more, something they didn't need, but you'll like it. Okay. So this is like the extraness category. Yes, exactly. I would say like for me, like Xerxes look is definitely like, that is like top shelf vibrato right there. Beautiful. Yeah. I, well, we have a lot of rousing speeches. Definitely. Yes. So, would that be, that we, 
Uh-huh. I think like at the end when David Thewlis is like giving the speech to like it looks like a hundred thousand people. Like there's no way all those people are hearing him. <laughs> you could project back then. The Spartans had really big lungs. Oh, I see. Yeah, they just found, you know, rocks with good acoustics. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> um I would say pretty high. I'm gonna go with a 90. A 90. Yeah, I mean the whole thing is just kind of extra and whatnot. So I'll go. I'll go 92. 92, and I'll go 93. I think the whole thing is very, like the entire <laughs> thing is just the fact how they shot it on like a, the whole entire thing on a soundstage, the mm -hmm. speed ramping, the fake zooms and elephants showing up. Um, falling into the sea, riding yeah. those, getting killed through the eyeball. And you don't hire Gerard Butler for his subtlety. Um, so it's got a 91.67, which is tied with hackers. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. Our next category, footwork. How was your 8300 on footwork? And there's a ton of marching. A lot of marching. A ton of marching. There's a lot of, you know, like thrusting. <laughs> it's true. Sure. You got to lean into it. Right. Uh, there's that like Gerard, uh, like climbing up that side of that mountain to get to those uh, oracles at the beginning. Yeah. There's also the Oracle's dance that lady does where it's like underwater. Oh, right. Yeah. She was very Kate Bush, I thought. Yes. It was definitely the, yeah, Weathering Heights right there. Babushka? <laughs> that one, that is also Kate Bush. That's what I said when I saw that. Babushka? <laughs> is that Babushka? Yeah. There's a lot of like physically, like they clearly choreographed a lot of this, you hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, just forming a phalanx. There you go. That's that, what's the difference between that and like the Chicago chair dance? I'm sure they call it something else. But got <laughs> <laughs> it coming dance. That's it. <laughs> the cell block tango. Is that what you guys? Are That's it. Talking? Okay. Yeah, thank you. There's at least one true homosexual. On the <laughs> Neither Mark nor I. You say true. I say cliched. Um, so <laughs> yeah. So there's some footwork here. Anytime you have like these massive battles. Yeah, I'm, I'll, yeah, I'll throw it out at, uh, let's go 85. 85. I'm going to go 90. 90. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give an 80. Because, yeah, there's these spells, but is it jazzy? No. <laughs> jazzy. It was a little jazzy. Here to get a point. <laughs> All right, our next category. How would you rate 300 on animal print? Animal. I noticed the emissary has snake skin on his throne. Okay. Yes. And we did have young Leonidas with the the wolf cape. The wolf cape, yes. yes. The actual wolf skin, which there we I go. Is an animal print. Very over the top Definitely. look. Mm -hmm. Is it a rug? Is it a shawl? <laughs> Why choose? <laughs> um, but that's about it. I think like you would think that I would think there'd be more like pelts. It's not a very pelt heavy movie. Well, no, but you know, yeah. it's it's August in Greece. It's hot. I see. That's true. <laughs> I wondered, like, you would think the robes would, like, be a hindrance in battle. Because someone just has to, like, put their foot on the back of your cape, and then you're down. But if you wear a cape, it makes you a superhero, so. Oh, I see. Right, yeah. <laughs> makes you harder to hit. They're not, are we, is it him? Is it the fabric? I don't know. <laughs> so what would you get, Zeke? What do you want to give 300 in animal print? I'm going to go with a 20. 20. Yeah, I'm going to go 20 as well. 20. I'm going to go nine because I only saw that. Name, so <laughs> okay. Giving it a 16.33. And finally, this is the last of the canon categories. On a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you to recommend 300 to a gay person? Hmm. 
this is challenging because this would be a good- As is the movie. Yeah. Yes. Well, here's the thing is this would be a good, like say you're gonna have a guy over who's like just out of the closet or not out of the closet and still wears like baseball caps and Jack Purcells and you're, you, you have been on a couple Keep of going. and you want to bring him over and you want him to fuck you. And so like, you're like, oh, let's watch 300 and you smoke a little weed and you get him excited about all of the, you know, sure. the, the, the torsos and then you don't have to finish the movie. It just gets- no. Oh, something will be finished though, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ruin it by putting on ABBA. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is like, because it's not like, a positive like portrayal of like homosexuality by any, but it's also like one, like it'd be like a great screensaver. Sure, I mean, it's fun sure. to look at. It's fun right. to look at, is it fun to listen to? Eh. Eh. <laughs> Where's this guitar coming from? What is this, Phantom of the Opera? You could just put on- put A different on Gerard Butler and film. And then put on ABBA and then you can have- There we that's go. Like there go. Back in New York when I would have Super Bowl parties with a bunch of like theater queens who didn't wanna, we would like, put the game on mute so I could watch it and also listen to Dear Evan Hansen. Wow. <laughs> what a mix. <laughs> well, everybody got what they want. Sure. Everybody wins. Yeah. Uh, so on a, so if you had to put a number on it and you do, how uh, likely are you to recommend? Because the purpose of the film is so specific, I'm gonna go with the 25. 25, tough but fair. Yeah, I mean, I would say like, oh, if you just want some eye candy in the background and or have a high tolerance for sepia tone, then you definitely need to watch this movie. But it's not like great, great. I'll go, I'll go 37. 37. You're more likely to recommend this than Julia and Julia. Interesting. I did not like that movie. <laughs> What's your beef with you? You believe, you see what I'm dealing with here, see? You see this? Uh, I just But didn't... I get roasted for Chicago chair dance. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't like the Amy Adams storyline and I was fine with the Meryl Streep storyline. Uh, I guess I, I love to cook. So sure. it's sort of like about cooking. I, Seems right, right, right. Yeah. I haven't seen it in forever. And I also hear that like the woman who wrote the book, uh, mm -hmm. like, the original book the movie is based off right. of, is not a nice lady. And her second monster did not do well. And she has sort of been dismissed from public life. Uh, I read I read a delicious Linda Holmes of NPR did an amazing takedown of her follow up book. Oh, which, really? Uh, Google it when you have it's a uh, it's uh, she's tough. Talk about tough but fair. Um, <laughs> Isn't the book called Cleave or something? Cleaved. Her descent into butchery. Uh, I'm giving it a 20 and likely to recommend to a gay person. Giving it a 27.33, which is about uh, seven points higher than Airbud, but 60 points lower than Pieces of April. Okay. All right, now we're into the wheel categories. So these are all categories that previous guests have brought in and I've put them all on this app on my phone that is a wheel. And we're gonna spin it four times whenever category randomly pops up, that's how we're gonna judge the movie. Okay. Did you watch this Super Bowl, Zeke? I, I did. It was sort of unremarkable top to bottom, both the football playing and the musical performances. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, mannequins is our first category. Mannequins. <laughs> well, in a sense, isn't the entire like Spartans kind of function as mannequins? Like they might as well be like CGI automatons for as exactly. much as- Exactly, like... they're just sort of like forms that have Yeah. Hope. I think they did use a bunch of them when they were like cleaning up the dead bodies. That's true. Probably. Yeah, when they had, you know, they made a wall of humans. They weren't awesome people. Mm -hmm. 
heard of a wall of sound? Wait to see this wall of humans. <laughs> yeah, so what would you so give this? I'm going to go with an 80 for mannequins. 80. Uh, it's not very mannequin-y. I'll go, but there are those dead bodies. I'll go 50. 50. Uh, I like being a real stickler with the definition <laughs> of mannequins, so I'm going to give it an 8. <laughs> giving it a, a 46. Hey, but that's 41 points higher than the last movie that we judge mannequins on, which was Fried Green Tomatoes, and that only got a five. Huh? Okay, Screaming to the Heavens. Well, that father. Yeah. The father, and then Leonidas, before he dies, he's screaming to the heavens. Yeah. Like, yes. Five. Would we call This is Sparta Screaming to the Heavens? Yeah, I think so. Shouting. I think so. Shouting to the Persian. A lot of like, you know, arms back, chest up, rah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. Both the Persian and the, the I think it's that energy that I don't respond to. <laughs> An aggressive confidence that you just don't it's like. Just, it's a little like oh, I like a quiet confidence. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's sort of primate going into battle masculinity. Mm. Doesn't really. Yeah, give me a Joyce Carol Oates who knows he just <laughs> she just wrote another great novel. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> yeah, so what would you give this for? There's a lot of screaming to the heavens, I feel like. Yeah, I think we're pretty high. I'm going to give it an 85. 85. Yeah, I'll go 88. 88. You know what? I'm going to go 89, giving it an 87.33. I supposed to think of a bit to do, but I forgot. All right. <laughs> okay, here we go. Does a high school jock get penetrated? <laughs> well, if we think about all of the Spartans and the Persians as high school aged young men, which is likely sure. almost mm -hmm. all of them got penetrated with spears, which we all know is a representation for the phallus. Yes, the phallus. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What does the shield represent? A dental Prostate? dam? Prostate? Oh. Well, the shield is like blocking. I don't yeah. know. Morality, maybe the shield. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd say there's a lot of high school jocks getting penetrated. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a hundred on this bad boy. A hundred. <laughs> Not since road trip. Have we uh, seen? yeah. Since uh, no one's actually in high school, because I don't know if high school had been invented yet. Okay. It had boarded ADBC, but thematically, it's there. I'll go. Yet you gave 80. it you gave it a fifty in mannequins. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll go seventy in high school jock get penetrated, giving it an eighty three point thirty three. High school jock get penetrated is from uh, don't tell me. Hold on, is it Edward Scissorhands? Uh, Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> All right, here we go. This might do well. Tan, tan. How tan is it? Well. Mm. This is hard because it was also sepia toned. So everybody, right. tan. everyone feels a little tan. It's a tan movie. Yeah. Could sepia tone be a drag queen name? I feel like you'd want a twist. <laughs> See, sepia bone. Sepia Tony Tony Tone. <laughs> sepia crone. Sepia Tony Award. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, it's pretty tan, I think. I think the right. whole movie is tan, yeah. Well, Xerxes is practically gold. Like, he's just, like, painted mm -hmm. from head to toe. Right. Did you know, so, right, Persian... Probably not. <laughs> Persian, <laughs> Whatever you're going to say. <laughs> they're from what we would call modern-day Iran. Um, mm -hmm. uh, did they find someone of Iranian descent or uh, from, like, the region that Iran is in to, to play Xerxes? 
Or did they pick a Brazilian of Portuguese descent to play their <laughs> They were like, you're other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's not white. What do you want? <laughs> you think we had the resources to do casting on this movie? Come on. Welcome to Close Enough Casting Agency. I'm Deborah. Um, I'm an awful person. Um, I'd say um, it's pretty. Yeah, tan. I, I would. I'm gonna give it a 90 on tan. 90. I'm gonna go 98. I think the whole movie is just tan throughout. But I guess it's just like the tan doesn't like pop. You know what I mean? Well, it's right. hard to pop when it's ever present. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's like the tan doesn't pop. But I'll give it a 92. It's pretty tan. Wow. The wheel was very generous to you. <laughs> can I can I ask a question about this this tan scale? Sure. Yes. Absolutely. How does what if the wheel landed on how tan is the movie and it was like a uh, Black Panther? Oh, uh, I like, that would be like tricky. A movie or like Eight Crazy Rich Asians, like a movie that is largely people of color who don't. Buy. Well, it came from Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's like, so I guess that category is problematic in its inception. Is that what you're su suggesting? <laughs> no, I'm just it's got a ninety-three point thirty-three though. All right. All right, now the time has come, Zeke, for you to add a category, which we uh, can then add to the wheel to judge this movie and then all other movies after this. Um. Okay, so I have an idea. It might already be on the wheel. That's okay. We'll let you know. Great. And if not, then I have a more specific version of the question. So Great. I'm going to go with use of leather. <laughs> use of leather. That is not in the, on the wheel use yet. Use of leather. What was uh, the more specific version? Um, it was going to be use of harnesses. I see. Oh, I see. Well, I feel like use of leather is the more umbrella term. You know exactly, I mean? yeah. Yeah. Or for a vegan. Um. <laughs> Sure. So what would you give uh, 300 on use of leather? I would, you gotta go with the 100 on use of leather. <laughs> right, who was that B team that were like, we're out of here, this is getting too crazy. The Acadians. The Acadians, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they had like the classic harness. Yes, well I think, yeah. yes, they had the very much with like the cock ring in the middle. Yes. Is mm -hmm. that what that's for? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> How's your cock get all the way up there? Um, <laughs> all I know is that if you have a hairy chest, that cock ring in the middle of your harness is is the, the your worst enemy on a Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> it just all pulls and tugs all night mm -hmm. long. And not keep the pull and the tug in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not a little more down south. You're looking for. Oh. <laughs> we'll pull a little tug, uh, John. What do you want to give this for use of leather? I mean, it's pretty. It's like leather, or it's just whatever the the cape fabric was. So yeah, I'll go ninety eight. Ninety eight. Um, yeah, it's pretty con there's a lot of leather in this movie. I think I got to give it 100, giving it a 99.33. All right, now we are into the bonus categories. These categories, now we're going to judge them from zero to 10, and these are just bonus points. So if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it's fine. It's not going to hurt the overall score. These are just bonus points that it will get. Okay. It's not like deeply painful like those other categories. Have right, exactly. All right, so the first bonus category, makeover montage. How would you rate 300 on the makeover montage? Well, we have the opening sort of sequence where he turns from like a boy into like a king man. Right, yeah, right. true. Like it's not so much like he, we see his hair redone as much as it is like he kills a wolf <laughs> right. in a cave. I mean, you could score it to Walking on Sunshine. You could just swap out the soundtrack. Exactly. And sure, and just CGI Mall in there and it would all work. Yeah. Easy. Uh, so I'll I'll give it a I'll give it a, a one for effort. 
a one. Yeah, I'll also give it a one for that. Yeah, I'm also going to give it a one. Giving it a one. Uh, our next bonus category, cheerworthy cameos. Are there any cameos in this movie? No. I would just say Zack Snyder's son in the beginning. Were you cheering for him? I mean, I rarely cheer while watching a movie, but you know, that was at least something you're like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, that kid. Like you, you could lean to someone and be like, you know who that is. <laughs> That's very strange. <laughs> That's the director's son. Nepotism at work. Uh, Okay, There's I, not a lot of candy. Yeah, one for Zack Snyder's son. There you yeah, go. That's what I was going to do as well. One. A one. I'm going 0. 0.5 for Zack Snyder's son. Oh, this is that Mark Rennie integrity. There's my integrity shining <laughs> through. Um, giving it a 0. 0.83, which is one point lower than Die Hard. All right. Next category, pool trouble. Like, like bad things that happen beside a pool? Or in a pool. Sure, in or around a pool. Would elephants falling in off a cliff into a stream count for this category? Sure, you could throw some 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 points that way if you want. It's yeah. your choice. Being being dashed on the rocks because of a hurricane. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's all there's those that. shipwrecks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, then Queen Gorgo is like she's attacked at the fountain. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Is a fountain a pool? Yeah, oh, I think so. At ancient times, where? it's a pretentious pool. Yeah, a pretentious pool. I'll, I'll, I'm going to give it a one on this. For a one. Well, there's also those weird, um, the the dancing Kate Bush. But she wasn't actually in a pool. Oh, she was just underwater? She wasn't actually, they just filmed it underwater, but it's meant it's meant not to meant to be underwater. Because there's like a incense burning like in front of her and stuff. Oh, it's not what, they don't have underwater incense. Uh, okay. <laughs> do they? I mean, I don't know. Zeke, do you know? Uh, I'll give it a two for pool trouble. A two. Um, I'll give it a, you know, I'll give it a two for the shipwrecks. Giving it a 1.67. All right, next bonus category, witches. How witchy is 300? Well, there's a well, whole sort of like magic. Yeah, there's some witchiness going on. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think we've got some witchiness. I'm going to give it a three. A three. Those oracles are pretty witchy. Yeah. Or so I was going to go three for those oracles. Three. Um, yeah, I'm also going to give it a three. Giving it a three. All righty. All right. This one might be tough. Gay actors playing gay roles. Oh. I don't, think, I don't think it happens. It doesn't happen. Zack Snyder would never. Doesn't have the time. You're giving it to everyone a zero? Is that what I heard? Yeah. Well, wait. Right. What about Xerxes? Is he gay? No. Rodrigo mm. Santoro? Yeah. No. He's not gay. Yeah, I guess we have to go zero. I'm also giving it a zero. Give it a, a zero, tying it with the family stone and most movies. All right, here's our next bonus category, themes of mothers. Oh, we, well, we've got, we've got some mother. Uh, well, we've got we've only spark women that. give birth to men. That's like a big thing. That's true. Yeah. And, being, and the boys being ripped from their mothers to you know grow up in the company of older men. True. Got some... Is that more of a theme of father in a way? Theme of absence of mother. Yeah. Theme of absence. Of, theme of absence of mother. <laughs> I, feel like a, I feel like a one is appropriate here. A one. Yeah, I was gonna say a one as well. I'm also gonna. This is more daddy issues. Yeah. All right. Our next category: dramatic smoking. Well, there's that that oracle, the Kate Bush dance. She has her underwater incense. That's true. There's a little bit of that. Do there, any buildings that, catch it, on fire? Not a lot of it's not a fire heavy. You would, they don't even light one arrow. Well, they well, <laughs> they, they have those grenades. 
there it is true there's those true. weird flash bomb things yeah I'll, I'll give it a one for the grenades a one i'll also go one and i'm also going one we are flying look at this right. guys the last of the bonus categories quips how quippy is 300 it's pretty humorless i would say overall yeah even when there is joke it always is like usually mean-spirited and kind of like what a high school jock would say to, as a bully yeah which even though like Zack i hope you live humor. a long life which is sort of meant to be like because you don't die in battle Ouch. but it's also like is I that know. a quip <laughs> well no, no you're Gerard power. butler i guess yeah. no it's not yeah i'm gonna go zero on quips yeah i will also go zero zero i'm also going to give it a zero giving it a zero wow no movie has gotten a zero <laughs> in the last 24 movies the next closest lowest is last holiday which has a 0. 0.53 <laughs> okay all right now we are into the iconic category so now we're going back to scoring from zero to 100 and these are just larger more umbrella kind of categories right. you'll see You'll see. It's going to make all the sense in the world. So the first one, how would you rate 300 on a scale of 0 to 100 in homoeroticism? Oh, uh, very, very high. I'm going to go with like 95 <laughs> on this one. 95. We do get that great shot of Gerard Butler's butt when he's yeah, like, there is with that. Nudity. There is. I also said at one point, I just wrote in this one, Gerard Butler's thighs are a thing of beauty. John. <laughs> they are really like, I, I much better than Fassbenders. If it's a thigh off, it's going Butler for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty like meant to, you're meant to be turned on by all these men. And like going to war is just sort of like a half step away from an orgy. So yeah, I'll go 95 as well. 95. Uh, I'm going to go 90 just because they don't do nothing. Um, they just need a. It can't be just flesh on display for me. Uh, give it a ninety-three point thirty-three. All right, our second iconic category: over-the-top wardrobe. Um, well, Xerxes. Yeah, Xerxes. Xerxes, but everyone else is pretty much like the standard. Um, that rhinoceros, pretty over-the-top look, if you ask me. Fair, fair. The elephants, over the top. Yeah, I'll go with the sixty. Because I feel like you know half the movie is pretty pretty over the top costume wise, uh, and then we have some animals who are decorated as well. <laughs> they could add more fun with Queen Gorgo, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, She's... remember that the the like the like pig chicken man, the executioner. Who... Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's got chicken wings as arms, but then they what were, were like... those? I was like, are those like? <laughs> did he kill like a giant crab or something? I I who knows. I'm, I'm still going with chicken wing just because you know, <laughs> he just came back from Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes. <laughs> I'm late for work. <laughs> Got to execute somebody. So a 60. I'll go 75. 75. Um, yeah, that it's all Z the Persians and Xerxes. I, Xerxes is pretty wild. Um, so I'll give it an 80. Giving it a 71.67. And then finally, the last of the iconic categories. Camp factor. How campy is 300? Is this intentionally campy? <laughs> Either yeah. one. Either one. Because I feel like this this movie is very campy. Yes. It just doesn't intend to be. Like It would never admit it. <laughs> right. Right. Well, because in its sort of like devotion to all things like non-emotional and hyper-masculine, it sort of becomes a parody of itself. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm going to give it a 75 on camp. 
75. Yeah, that sounds right to me. I'll go 75 as well. 75. All right. I got a quick list of campy things I noticed. Uh, here we go. The Spartan Baby Assessor. David Thewlis has a big Tom Cruise and Magnolia energy when he's talking about his king. Think of this movie as a lot like if CrossFit directed. Immediately being racist against Persians, cheering for shipwrecks. Pretty cocky of anyone in this movie to accuse anyone else of barbarism. Have obvious CGI armies ever been impressive? I came up with this during the movie. Goodbye horses, more like hello corpses. I didn't know how that works. Uh, <laughs> finding life in this episode. <laughs> yes. Finding arrows cowardly. Having your afternoon snack on a field of corpses. The giant really embracing his time to shine. If you're going to make Xerxes this flamboyant, go all the way with it. Let him mince. Showing lesbians as being weird. Threatening Leonidas with jail sounds pretty funny, like threatening him with a parking ticket. Coming back from mourning your son and looking like shit. Clapping ironically after someone you disagree with gives a speech. Bringing incriminating gold to the workplace. These sword and sandals <laughs> movies sure do love their fields of wheat. A dramatic piercing removie. Finally, any movie where Gerard Butler has top billing is going to be camp. Hello, Geostorm. Um, so I'm going to, I'll also give it a 75. I think it's pretty campy but it would never bringing incriminating gold to the workplace is <laughs> <laughs> all right finally it's got a 75 in camp which is one point higher than mean girls okay <laughs> well that this actually mean feels boys. right yeah. there you go yeah all right finally we are into the crown jewels so these categories we don't rate we we all agree yes or no it gets the 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 bonus or not okay great so the first one for a 15% bonus point, does 300 have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? No. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say so either. Fairly <laughs> safe to say. Um, finally, this is the very last category. Negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Boat Trip. This is not the movie Boat Trip, so it will not be penalized 50% of its points. <laughs> God, I remember seeing Boat Trip with my dad like, at an aquarium. Whoa, wow, an aquarium. that's where you gotta go see it. Is that an aquarium? Talk about being a fish out of water. <laughs> how was uh, it? How was it? We have not seen we it. We haven't seen it. I have zero recollection of that. Uh, <laughs> that's probably right. Perfect. <laughs> You've walked it out. You, your brain a, was protecting yourself. It was a Rob Snyder film? He is in Cuba it, Gooding yes. Jr. and Horatio Sands. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Zeke, that's it, we're done. Those are all the points. So how do you think you did? You still you still think you the, hit the mid 70s? Um, I think it might be low 70s. Okay. So well. I'm still, you know what? I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay at solid C, not a C minus. We're still gonna be mid 70s. All right. Well, you might be just as good as math are you are in recounting history of the Greeks <laughs> because out of a total possible 2,118.22 points, 300 has scored 1,508.99 points, given it a percentage of 71.24, making it the 20th gayest movie ever. Not as gay as Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, but gayer than Hellbound Hellraiser 2. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, there are a couple, couple points lower than I thought, but you know what? <laughs> you were very close, though. Very astute. 
Well, thank you so much for bringing this in. I was one I had been hoping somebody would bring in at some point. <laughs> Is there anything you would like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? So yeah, if you haven't seen it already, I'm in a documentary uh, called Disclosure, Trans Lives on Screen about the history of trans representation in film and television throughout the history of moving images. Um, again, Disclosure on Netflix and if you happen to be uh, a voting member of the Academy and you have not already submitted your ballot, hey, we would love to be nominated for an Academy Award or any other award that you can vote for. <laughs> so, you know, um, yes, for your consideration. Other than that, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Zekerchief, Z-E-K-E-R-C-H-I-E-F. And yeah, yeah, that's all for now. I think that's it's wonderful. Pun. Disclosure is amazing. Like it's truly eye-opening, moving. It's um, yeah, essential it's viewing. I think for every human. Yes, if, since it, I assume many of your listeners are of the homosexual persuasion, um, <laughs> they better not be. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like the trans version of the celluloid closet. That's it. We'll, we'll be, be right back. back. We're back. We got some reviews on iTunes, which we love. Uh, we got one from uh, SNE, SNE, so Snee Snee. Uh, they give us five stars, say the best, and they say they're the best. I can't help but teehee every time I hear their hello. Cute. So we got a teehee from Snee Snee. Thank you, Snee Very Snee. Very sweet. Uh, also, we got an email from Nell, um, and she says, I'm hello. A oh, not that Nell. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. First of all, let me say your podcast and Patreon have been a bright star in a dark year. And also, it's my first and only Patreon. Well, wow. Thank you. thank you, Nell. Uh, and if I could suggest two COVID-free feel-good movies, Nell suggests one, Noises Off, my favorite movie as a child. The farce quotient is tens across the board as a stage play, and the movie does a good job. Christopher Reeve, John Ritter, Carol Burnett, Mary Lou Henner. Hello. This play Fun. movie came up on an episode and I've thought about it since as something you should watch. And the other one is Get Over It, an insane film that might not hold up, but also is a fun ass romp. Just look at the IMDb, Martin Short, Colin Hanks, Cisco, stay for the post-credit music video. Anyway, Get Over It is a Kirsten Dunst movie. Is it? I've never seen it, it's okay. Uh, And then she writes, anyway, thank you for a great podcast and Byzantine scoring system from now. Well, thank well, you. Thank Nell. you, Nell. You don't like the Noises Off movie. That's not true. I think I think it's tough in that the play is it's a part. If farce. I put you immediately <laughs> up a defensive, <laughs> you doing that? That's crazy. It's going, John, you're a racist. What do you think right? about this, John? You hate things. <laughs> Prove that you don't. <laughs> uh, I think it's just tough because it is a farce, and farces are do are they build so much of like the energy in the audience. So like it is a tough transition. I have saw so- it. A while no. ago. I haven't seen it since. I wouldn't say that I hate it. Have you ever seen the stage production? Yes. They did it in my high school after I graduated. But I, like, Oh, went that's going to be good. High schoolers doing sparse. Okay. That's got to be amazing. All right. Well, if you guys have any other thoughts and things you want to email us, <laughs> you can email us at 2 queens at queens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2OldQueens, queens. Follow me on Letterboxd at Mark Rennie, where I maintain the current rankings. You can also watch the Frasier episode where they're stuck in a ski lodge. That's a pretty f- classic farce. Okay, sure. You ever well, seen that one? I have not. I've not watched A lot Frasier. of door slamming and like people, I'm in love with that person, but they're in love with that person. You know, that That's kind of thing. very farce, yeah. It's probably easier to maintain that energy in 22 minutes than for like two hours. Absolutely. It seems like it would be exhausting. 
Right? Like, just talk <laughs> to each other. <laughs> Stop with all the lies. Figure it out. <laughs> Uh, you also, we have merch. If you want to go to T Public, search for Two Old Queens. We've got a lot of fun stuff you can buy there. And if you want to support this podcast more, we have a Patreon, Two Old Queens, the retirement plan. So uh, it's just another episode every week. If you want even more of this delightfulness in your podcast feed, there check you go. it out. And next week, our, we know what our movie is in a rare occurrence. It's, true, yes. it's going to be, uh, he's very topical right now, Army <laughs> Hammer and Henry Cavill, another Zack Snyder alum, in The Man from Uncle. Guy Ritchie joint. Oh wow! I don't. You see love your any, Guy Ritchie. His his live action Aladdin. Oh my favorite. Uh, pure heaven. Like oh, this mm. is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, it's worse. <laughs> uh, that's all. We're being all right. Silly now. <laughs> all right. Stay safe, everybody. Time. We love you. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Arche and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.